I was just stuck in my um, my checkout chick job, like my casual job. And like, I felt so worthless. Like I felt so tiny. I felt like I didn't have a future. Welcome to the Slow Down Time podcast. I'm Van An, a second generation Vietnamese Australian on my journey away from being the busy and stressed out primary school teacher into a slower, more present version of myself. This podcast is here to help you rediscover what it is you want and to begin letting go of cultural pressure to rush through life. Yes, you'll question your identity, your life decisions, and begin trusting yourself to fully live with intention. I'm so excited to be your host and to walk you through this journey. Let's get into the episode. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I've got Jen on the call today, all the way from Perth. So if you're not sure about Australian geography, Sydney and Perth are complete opposite sides of Australia. So we're about five or six hours apart. (laughs) So welcome, Jen. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I feel so honoured and I'm so excited to get this conversation going. (laughs) Yeah, we have a really good topic. But first of all, tell the listeners how we met, if you can remember. (laughs) Okay, so I wasn't particularly sure, but I was actually just engaging on Instagram and I randomly came across your account. And so I was just engaging with your content and I didn't think much about it. And then suddenly you followed me and I was like, oh, cool. Like you look lovely. I'll follow you back on Instagram. And literally that's how we met. So I can't believe, you know, a random like and a compliment to Van Ann's post would spark a friendship and spark a business opportunities and spark new collaborations so it's so it's so rewarding like social media has so many like benefits to it even though you know we sometimes talk about just the negative parts about it Mm. yeah Yeah, so we've met in person once we did she came over the path and yeah we had lunch together hosted by Becky organized by Becky and yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, it was really nice. So a friendship from Instagram. And that's what I say, the amazing things that we can do from Instagram, the, the people we meet, the opportunities we have. So that's amazing. And I'm yeah. glad you remembered what happened. <laughs> it's a rare thing, but to me, it's a rare thing because I've never seen, I mean, you can have a lot of people in, but then at the end of the day, just a couple of friends and a couple of close people that you will form good relationships with. So, yeah. Yeah. So introduce yourself. What's your background? What do you do? How did your family come to Australia? So I'm Jen and I am a Reels and Content Marketing Coach as well as a Social Media Manager. And I was born in Singapore and I lived most of my childhood in Singapore And during my teenage years, when I was about 15, I moved to Perth, Western Australia. And so I was very fortunate enough to have a very smooth transition to Perth um, because I was actually a permanent resident already when I was nine. 
My mm. parents decided to apply for Australian citizenship when I was a kid because they used to study in Perth as well for university. So they know the area quite well. Mm-hmm. And so when the permanent resident was expiring, that's when we decided that we had to move. We either have to let go of the permanent residency or move. And at that time, we decided that because it's such a rare opportunity and not a lot of people can get the PR, you know, easy now. So we just, yeah, I was very, very blessed and we just moved during that time. So my dad had to pass his English test. I think most immigrants, um, they had to do an English test. And um, my dad was a physio, so it was like a job in demand as well. And so he went there three months prior trying to find a job for himself because he passed English test and finding a house for all of us. Um, that wasn't, yeah, so he did, that, he did that for three months. And then when everything was a bit more finalized, uh, we all moved to Puff together. Wow. Yeah. So with the English test, I'm just curious because what I think about Singapore is that a lot of people speak English. Yes. <laughs> but was that easy? Um, I think it's, it, I think they um, I think for him it was a little bit harder because language was not a it was not a very natural thing for him, and he's actually he was he's actually Taiwanese. He's actually born in Taiwan. So, oh. um, my whole grandparents' side were all like Chinese, like we all speak Chinese, and my grandma doesn't know how to speak Chinese, even though it's a English society. Uh, but there's a lot of like, I mean, you can segregate Singapore. So there's like the more well educated ones, and then the older generation or some other um, people are more like Chinese dominated. So they will speak mm. more Chinese or Malay or Tamil and whatnot. Yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So today we're talking about self worth, about confidence, and having a clear sense of direction. And this is a huge topic to explore, but we'll just share like our experiences today. But this is something that's really big because as Asian women, we're all like usually taught to be like passive, submissive, obedient to our elders. And so we don't really have a lot of confidence right in ourselves because we just follow what other people are doing or their instructions or their opinions. So to start off, how would you define self-worth? So I actually looked up at the dictionary definition first and then I also came up with my own mm. definition. So from like the dictionary standpoint of view, which I think it's a very good definition, it says it's a feeling that you are a good person who deserves to be treated with respect, right? Mm. And for me... When, I, when you first asked me that question, what I think it means is that you know that you are enough, that you value yourself without having any external evidence, circumstances and validation to know that you're worthy. It's almost like an inner knowing that you don't need any external things to tell you that you are worthy or you are valued and you're enough. So that would be my definition of it. Yeah, I love that definition. It's just the fact that you know you are enough. You are 
you deserve good things to happen to you just because you're alive. Yes. And we deserve to be treated equally, you know, because we are all human beings. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people who don't think that they're worthy could be because of the way they're being treated, Mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, I, I really think that you we are created to be enough to be loved and there's no need for any other external evidence to tell you that you are not. Mm. Which is something that a lot of us resonate with, right? Because we are told by society that we need to go to this university to be respected or you need to follow a certain career to be successful and all these external benchmarks to define you or to tell you that you are successful or not, like these achievements that you have to reach. Yeah, like, yeah, like you're only worthy if you respect your parents. You're only worthy if you have a, if you have a good grade or if you have a good job, you know, or you have a family or if you're married. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people struggle with this because, they compare themselves to other people and then see this person's on track, you know, whatever on track means. But this person is like getting promoted in their job. They are respected. They're they're worthy of all these good things happening to them. But here I'm just in this same role that I've been doing for years and I I want to be promoted but I'm not putting myself out there because I don't feel like I deserve that. Mm. I'm not good enough. Yeah, that's a big one, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, already. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I was like that when I first, like, before I started out. You know, like all my friends after uni, they actually went all to the big four. Like they're all accountants. I was studying accounting, and I was like, I was just faking my way through it. I really did. Like all my friends, they're all like they got a job straight away and I tried applying for things even though I didn't want to. I didn't get any and I was just stuck in my um, my checkout chick job, like my casual job. And like I felt so worthless, like I felt so tiny. I felt like I didn't have a future because I don't have anything, like nothing from my deg- – I didn't get anything out of my degree and I didn't get anything, like a job or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people can understand that as well. The pressure to just move on with your life. Like you can't stay in one spot for too long because then people will judge you. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that. I felt like that as well. Like I was so excited to get a job straight away after uni. And I was thinking, oh, yes, I'm moving on. Next, you know, next thing, next thing. And if you don't feel that or if you don't move on with your onto the next stage, you feel like, oh, something's wrong with me. Yes. Like maybe I'm not smart enough, maybe I'm not confident enough or whatever the reason, but you feel like you're being judged. Mm. But in reality, you're the only one judging yourself because mm. everybody's like doing their own thing and we feel like we have to follow exactly what they're doing. How would you describe your self-worth and self-confidence as a child growing up in an Asian family? Um. <laughs> This one was a very big question because it was actually non-existent in my whole childhood and teenage life, 
even adult life, like in the beginning stages of my adult life, I didn't know the concept of self-worth or um, self-trust or self-compassion. Like none of these concepts or ideas appeared to me until I reached my 20s. So it was never talked about in my family. It was never talked about in my society or with my friends. You know, people are just like, oh, but you're good enough. Like that's like, that's it. But nothing, you know, like if you don't believe you are good enough, then there's no use. So, yeah, it was like there was no sense of that for me. And in in Asian families, I or actually in Asian culture, because I was not very close with my parents. They worked, uh, they worked for long hours since I was two. So I went to school from like 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. I was just in school wow. my whole life. Yeah, I was, that's why I didn't want to get a job now. I just, I, I'm just tired. <laughs> I just felt tired without even knowing or experiencing a night to five. Yeah. I just felt tired. Mm. And so it was more of the culture that made me felt like I was worthless because mm. I went to school and the only thing they would do is studies, isn't it? It's like, you have to get a good grade. And I I remember when I was nine, you start having four exams a year. So, oh yeah, so 9, 10, 11, 12, I've always had four exams a year. And I was, I was so confused. I was like, I felt like I have no choice. I felt like I was just stuck in the system. I have no say of anything. And the best way to go about it for me at that time was to disassociate. I was just like going through the motions. I'm like, okay, whatever things have been given to me means I have to do it. So I didn't know how to make my own choices. I didn't know like there was more to life than great. And so if I had a bad grade, you shy away, you know, you get so, <laughs> you get so embarrassed. Like for me, I was a very good, like a good girl. <laughs> so I get really embarrassed and and those, you see those people who get good grades and they're very like confident. So that's how I got that belief in my head. So I I believe that I was a failure because I was a Bijan, like not an Asian, I was a Bijan. <laughs> <laughs> I really was a Bijan. I tried so hard. I studied so hard, but I was still like average. I was still getting Bs and sometimes I would fail something. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> you blocked it out of your memory. <laughs> yeah, so I I think it's more of the Asian culture, that whole toxic traditional society that made, really molded me to um, to think that I was not good enough, that I, was, I can't be confident because I was getting a bad grade. I actually recently had this awareness of this belief that I'm dumb because I have been getting bad grades and it still carried me through today and I'm like this is this does not serve me anymore this does not resonate with me anymore I'm not going to school but I still think I'm dumb because I had bad grades in school like that's how I've been thinking the whole time I think a lot of people can relate to that yeah. Just because education was at the center of our culture. Yes. And that's why a lot of the Asian countries, their education system is so focused on like studying from morning till night. Yeah. And 
rote learning everything. It's all about the knowledge, but not about the practical situations, not about like executing what you're learning yeah. in a practical situation. And that's why you can pay yourself and think, if I can't do well in education, the most important thing, then you suck. You know, mm. a lot of people can relate to that as well. Yeah. And I think in Asian societies as well, it's a very competitive society, you know, like the population is like there's a lot. So people compete with people and that's where like a lot of toxic traits starts coming up and people get really competitive. They get a bit toxic and in Singapore, especially because it's such a small country and there's no minimum wage there, you have to get good grades to survive there. Like it's almost like, a compulsory thing and so um yes I felt very worthless I felt like I was nothing in this planet I felt like I was nothing in this country because I was not good enough for them and even like like my parents never really forced me or never scolded me for getting like bad grades they just they just I think they just my dad just tells me to try my best <laughs> That's the right thing to say. <laughs> they're, just, they're really nice in that way. They don't they don't give me pressure, but it's more of the I think I think because the school gives you so much pressure already. Like I know some parents that would like get I mean some parents that would cane their child if they get bad grades. So it was quite scary. But in like family wise, I was labeled as the good girl. I like even till now, I went back to Singapore like a couple of months ago. My grandma still tells the same stories for like the past 25, 26 years yeah. about how I'm the best child in the world. Like, like in my, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Like in like my whole cousins, like I'm labeled as the best child. What does that mean? It means that I had to obey them all the time. I had to, you know, be the peacemaker. I always listen to them. I never budge. So that was the way of people pleasing. And that's how I gain my self-worth and confidence actually yeah I think that's a lot of us yeah. we were waiting for that praise the compliments from our relatives like oh wow you're such a good girl like you're doing everything right but when we don't get that then what yeah exactly like if they passed on what, what no what one's gonna say that anymore <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing like in western society because like you've had the experience of both in Western society, not a lot of people just say, "Wow, you're such a good girl." Yeah, they don't say things like that. <laughs> I think it's just like the respect, you know, especially in Asian families. Like you know, the self worth definition of like, you know, you deserve to be treated with respect. But then I think in Asian cultures, you only get treated with with respect when you get older. You know, you don't get respect, like be treated equally if you are a child or teenager. Like they they will just tell you what to do because you're not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And I, I love what you said about school, right? Because now you know that there's more to school, more to education. It's not so focused on grades and how well you are doing because a lot of people, if they, if they um, tried really hard, got tutoring, whatever, then you could potentially be really good at school. But then it's the outside world, like when you were exposed to real life. So how about your self-worth and self-confidence now? So 
I actually, that's why I was trying to say, like, I felt so blessed when I moved here. It was not something I was thinking of doing. It kind of just happened. I felt like something from above, like a higher power was helping me through this hard time because at that time, like the last year before I moved to Perth, it was very difficult for me. Like I was, I was literally a weakling. Like I can't explain. Like I, I just could not stand up for myself. <laughs> was it a bit of culture shock because it's so different? Not really. I think because Singapore, it's quite westernized. And I went to an art school and I was doing IB. So it was, everyone there was quite westernized already. Mm-hmm. So moving here, I was fine. I, I was very lucky to assimilate pretty well. Right now, it's it's still a journey, I would have to say. I don't have the strongest or the best confidence in the world. I am not... I don't think I am, I feel like I'm still at, the, at a journey to self-discovery, to feeling like rock solid that I am worthy. You know, when external things come up, you still feel small, you still feel like you're not good enough yet. And sometimes, you know, it's very easy for us, especially when there's conditioning that you you use external evidence to explain why you should not be worthy. So it's still a conditioning after all these years for me to to really feel like I am super worthy. <laughs> and so what really helped me was actually having the space away from my family and the space and the freedom from leaving the school the educational system because that was when I had so much freedom in the world I felt like I can do anything I want and I could discover who I am but also like really dig in and feel all these like things that you don't want to deal with you know you have to really come in terms to it so I had to move out and I, from there on, I, I felt guilty because my mom did not approve, my parents did not approve of me moving out until I'm married. So for me, it was very difficult. And when I moved out, I felt so guilty. But, you know, the distance makes the heart go fonder. <laughs> so... At the end of the day, you just have to know that they were going to get used to it. They are going to get used to it. Mm-hmm. And because of that, and having a supportive partner actually really helped me as well. You know, he never judged me. And I actually got so much more confident and had so much more self-worth because I had, I was very lucky to, in, to have met a really good partner mm-hmm. that was not, who actually didn't reciprocate what I sometimes treat him, like the Asian way of treating someone <laughs> in the part. <laughs> you know, he, he just he just let it be and he mm-hmm. still trusted me and helped me with all these uh, random things. So, yeah, I think, I think having really supportive relationships, c- creating space for you to explore yourself and also trying out new things to build your confidence up. So for me at that time, 
I, I, I wanted to know what kind of hobbies and skills that I would like to help me build up my confidence. And so I, I decided to join Silks and Pole. Mm-hmm. And yeah, from then on, like it really built up my physical comfort, like my physique, and it makes me feel more confident because when you take care of your health, you actually become more confident as well. So that actually, if you don't know where to start, that was that's the first way I would do it. Like literally move your body, like like work on your physique or like, yeah, yeah, external. Like not in an obsessive way, but just in a healthy way where you're like, oh, I'm learning a skill and I feel stronger. Like for me, it was about feeling stronger because I was always labeled as like too thin and too tiny and too weak to do anything. Mm. Yeah. I've gained so much more confidence from the last year just by taking the action and doing things really scared. I've been able to put myself out there. I actually felt like it's so much easier to show up in my business more consistently because I was so confident in myself. I I felt like I know what I was doing and I felt like I'm, I don't feel like an imposter anymore. I feel like I can deliver value. I just got to show up in a way that is desirable and strategic and just being myself and authentic. So, yeah, I feel like really I, I used to not believe that self-worth and confidence would help me in my business, but I realized that that's actually the core, yeah, like the core <laughs> foundations I just thought like I don't need that. I just thought, oh, if I just please everyone, I would be able to get thing, get my business away because they're going to get results or whatever. But I realized that even if I don't believe in myself, how can I teach other people? Mm-hmm. And really, so I really think it has really, especially this year, I just felt massive shifts in the way I show up in my business. I could do it more confidently, not overthink I think mm. overthinking comes from lacking self-confidence and lacking self-trust. And when you overthink, you create content long for longer, you know, and you just don't get anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Coming from outside of that as well, people in like a normal, not normal, but like a a nine-to-five job, for example, like people who want to apply for a new job or they want to ask for a promotion or go for a new role, all that stems from your confidence and you believing that I deserve that. Even though I don't like match every single criteria, I still deserve that role and I can still learn that. Yeah, I totally agree. And I feel like whether it's pitching to your boss or like trying to attract your potential clients, people can see through you. People can read your energy levels. They can feel you if you're not confident enough. Mm-hmm. Right, and then if you're not confident and you don't believe that you can do it, why would other people trust you? You know, yeah. so yeah, I f- I feel like it all really starts from within. Which areas did you feel worthy and confident? I was feeling confident when people tell me what I'm good at. Unfortunately, so when my mom would be like, oh, I love your art. So I know, like she always says I'm very creative. So that's how I think when I'm creative, I feel confident because that's what someone told me. And when I listen to other people and I get praises, then Mm -hmm. I I would feel confident because 
I was a people pleaser and my identity in my external family was that I was the best child in the you family because mm. my name is you. I think those two things that you just said are such big topics. Personally, for myself, I totally agree. When people tell you what you're good at, you're like, oh, that's easy. All right. I just follow with that. And some people have done that for their career. Yes. They've done that for their hobbies. Just because they're good at it, they like it more. Mm. Because then you get the compliments, you get the praise, and people respect you because you're good at something. Yes. And when you're not good at it, there's no point in focusing on that, right? You feel like... I'm not good at it. It's not worth my time to spend on that. Yeah, it's not even worth trying because it would deplete your confidence. Yeah, and if it's not going to be very good, if you're not getting feedback, like positive feedback, then why even try? So, but yeah, now that I know that you can't get self-worth from relying on external evidence or external praises, self-worth really comes from, from within I am proud of myself now. I'm confident in myself. Or I feel, yeah, I'm confident in myself because for me, it's a personal accomplishment. I just did not think that I could continue my business till now. I thought I would give up in three months or give up in six months. I never, ever could imagine myself continuing and actually earning a stable income and have like being able to have a shelter on my head to have food and it's all from me like my own job that I created it's a really big accomplishment to me that I just could not even imagine even from even last year I just could not and I had no expectations but I was just doing a lot of scary actions for me to get to this space now And I know I've got so much more to work on, but right now I just feel that I've done something for myself that made me feel like I'm, I shouldn't say that make me feel worthy, but make me feel proud of myself. (laughs) As you said, it's a journey. We're not fully there yet that we're super confident in ourselves no matter what everyone else says. Yeah, and... Actually, I realized that this year, especially when I when I actually felt worthy, when I felt very confident, actually, no, let's talk about worthy. When I understood the concept worthy and I take it into me, I could actually get over challenges quicker, mm. you know, because when something bad happens and, you know, in business, in your job, in friendships, in anything that happens, when something bad happens, you're going to take it to mean something about yourself, right? But it doesn't have to be. And just having that concept and really feeling that you are worthy, really feeling that you are loved and you're enough and that everyone's human, that we all make mistakes, really helps you to bounce back quicker. Mm. It helps you in your resilience. And because of that, it sped my growth a bit more just because I know that I'm worthy. Yeah, definitely. And in terms of confidence, it helps me to just show up more consistently. It just helps me to guide someone and coach someone knowing that I know my shit 
because I, I don't know why when you're not confident, you actually always second guess yourself and you mm. overthink and then you can't explain your things properly, even though you know your shit, like you know it. But then when you start doing something related to work, you're just like shrinking yourself and then you start messing up and then people don't believe you're good enough, right? So just working on your confidence really helped me to deliver a better service <laughs> and really showing up in my content and creating better content as well yeah I think for a lot of people there is that cycle of not believing they're worthy and so when they do something or take action it doesn't come with that confidence and so they don't get feedback don't get they don't get the praises and then it loops back to them believing that oh something's wrong with me I'm not good Mm. enough and it just continues that loop so what else did you do to help with that Firstly, I read a lot and I listen to a lot of like personal development podcasts. But, you know, you can just listen and not do anything about it. Sometimes it's just more of like a motivational booster. But I read this book. It's called Psycho-Cybernetics. And it's a really, really good book. It's actually the OG of personal development. Oh, wow. And he is actually a plastic surgeon. And yeah, he's, yeah, he's actually a plastic surgeon. And he, he talks about self-image a lot. And so just by reading his book, even though I, sometimes I don't really apply it because I read it before a bit. And actually, I've been reading since October and I'm still here. But <laughs> I'm going to reread again because the concepts are so valuable. I feel yeah. like you can apply to it. It's quite scientific though, but. That's why I feel like I need to read again and again. But really, this book really, really helped me boost my self-worth, my self-image and my self-confidence. It was because of this book. Another thing that helped me my confidence as well is actually from this book is really visualizing, vis- re-visualizing that like a better version of yourself. I, I forgot the formula, unfortunately, but really visualizing your day, how you want your day to happen, how all the like how do you want to react when bad things happen, how you want to react when you get this opportunity. Really just visualizing how you want your higher version to be. Yeah. I think that really Love helps. That. Yeah. So before you talked about improving your strength, your physical strength and your physical maybe appearance as well. That helps with a little bit of that confidence. So what else was helpful for you? As I mentioned before, creating a space for yourself. So moving away from toxic cultures and societies, even if even if it has to be your family or even to a country, a different country, even if you don't have the luxury at the moment, what I suggest is going on a holiday, like saving up for a holiday. Yeah, going on a holiday for like six weeks or something, like go on like a like a like a group holiday trip because I think it will help you discover yourself. Like traveling really helps, you know? So you're actually creating a space where no one's actually constantly nagging you what to do or like constantly pressurizing you like what you need to do to gain approval of others. So for myself, I actually moved out, even though I, it was financially a struggle for me. 
I had to do it because I just could not stand the environment I was in. So moving out and then exploring new things after that. So I did a lot of things. I, I, I mean, just small exploring, like just walking to the nearby park, exploring the neighborhood, eating new foods, trying a new hobby like ice skating, or for me it was silks, and just trying new things, new hobbies with no expectations if that you're, you're going to do well or not. You know, as long as you enjoy it, like you have to come in a space where you have to enjoy what you're doing. If you don't, then you can move on. At least you try it. You know what I mean? You're gaining experiences. You're getting more like feedback of what you like, what you don't like. And then you go to the self-reflection mode of what do I think I'm good at? And then what do I think I can improve on? And that really gives you a lot of self-awareness. And when you're very self-aware, it will help you with your self-worth and your, and your self-confidence as well. Yeah. So that really stretches your own self-belief. So sometimes we're fixed in this box, right, of what everybody else says that we are like, or what we're good at, or what we are capable of. And then when you try those new things, just putting yourself out there, taking yourself out of your comfort zone, trying something that you haven't done before. So you have actually have no experience doing that. So you can't judge yourself, right? But yeah. you're trying out those new things stretches what you believe about yourself yeah I totally agree and that gives you a lot of more experiences which gives you feedback of like of your life like what what you are capable of doing you know because we're so yeah as, as you mentioned we're so limited and we we don't know until we try mm-hmm. and what you said before about taking yourself out of that space because for a lot of our listeners the people who are limiting them are the people in that environment. Could be, could be colleagues, it could be family, it could be friends even. People who already have this preconceived idea about who you are and you want to experiment, you want to explore because there's more to you than what people see. And I've said this before, I think somewhere, that people aren't with you 24 hours a day. They don't know the extent of your identity because we don't show all sides of ourselves to everyone. And so taking yourself out of that environment sometimes, even just temporarily, doesn't mean you're cutting ties with them completely. And of course, a lot of us don't want to do that with our families. But taking yourself out of that, like going on a holiday, going for a walk in the park where you don't have that outside noise kind of drilling into your head saying, you have to do this, you should do this, you're doing this wrong. But instead, giving yourself that space to think, okay, what are the possibilities for me? What am I capable of doing? Or what do I think I could do, but I can actually go beyond that? Mm. So what you said, I think is really helpful for people who want to explore their their worthiness and improve their confidence in different areas of their life. Yeah, I love that. I, I also think like having creating space helps you long longer enough actually would help you know your values yeah you know? I talk about that a lot so <laughs> yeah. yeah and when you when you know your values then you can differentiate the opinions of your your families and the society and you can know when to listen and when not to listen because you know your values 
and you have clarity on where you want to go. So you, you can, all you can do is maybe you can just sit down and like hear what they're going to say, but you don't have to apply it because that has nothing to do with you. Mm. Yeah. So a lot of those expectations from society, from our culture, it feeds into our worthiness and how we present ourselves to the world. So now this last part of this episode is about finding your sense of direction. So how did your worthiness and confidence help you to find that sense of direction that you're looking for? So because when I know I'm worthy and when I'm really confident, I feel like limitless. I feel so limitless. I feel like there's no limit to what I can do because I know that if I set my mind to something, I can do, I can achieve it, you know? So because of that, I was able to create a life that I really, really want to, you know, create a job that I, I really desire. And I didn't have, I didn't have anyone saying to me that you can't do it. You know, maybe when I first started out, actually, even my mom still tells me that my mom's like, Hey, there's a job opening at a bank. Do you, do you want to go? Like she literally still says that to me. That's just the Asian I, parent mentality. Your job is not safe. It's not secure. <laughs> yes. She still says that to me and I don't mind. I know she cares for me and she's, the opposite personality type to me and I know she comes from a place of caring not a place of pressure but it's just more of like she's worried but yeah I I because I feel so confident and worthy about myself I don't need to let other people's opinions sway I don't need to sway my direction of where I want to go I know exactly where I want to go and I will only listen to people that have been there or that I admire. So really nailing down that inner knowing that you are enough, that you're worthy, helps you to be confident, to try things and live a life that you really, really desire. And all those, all the people saying that you can't do it, you're like, I hear what you're saying, but I'm still going to go for it anyway. Yes. <laughs> And it's so easy to let to overthink what other people are thinking because when I first started out this, you know, I tell my friends or I, I'm so shy. Like I don't really tell people what I'm doing even till now. I don't dare to show my face to a lot of people. I mean, now, I, now I'm, a bit, I'm much better. But when I first started out, I never dared to tell all my friends what I'm doing. And every time when I say something, they just keep quiet, like, I don't know, it's not that they don't like me, but I think they were just like a bit confused of what I'm trying to do. And I'm not sure if they were supportive. I'm not sure. But if if you if I had self-worth like a rock, if I had so much confidence, I wouldn't even care what other people was were thinking about me. I wouldn't even care what my friends were thinking about me. I would have just gone for it. But that those like those silence and opinions of people really helped me back. Mm. Yeah. And that's what people say when you're saying something new. Sometimes you just need to keep that to yourself. Yeah. Because sometimes there are people who kind of make you question that, make you second guess yourself. Whereas if you're super confident, if you knew it was going to work out anyway, you had that trust, then you just know it's going to work out. 
Mm. Yeah, and that sense of direction. I think you also had that clarity, right? You had that space. You felt confident enough that you had some sense of confidence just to go for it without knowing where it was going to take you. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I feel like at that time, I really had to trust it because I felt like I had no other choice. Mm, sometimes yeah. you need that pressure. Yeah, it, I think, you know, when the pain is is way more than what you can handle, you just have to go for it. And from there, like, that's how my confidence and, yeah, have been slowly built, which is quite interesting because I've been trying to post on LinkedIn now. And I forgot who I was connected with. I haven't used it for six years. I only did it at uni just to, I don't know, because they say you have to create an account. And I... I was connected with like some high school friends and some um, uni mates that I totally forgot. <laughs> and I just posted that and then, oh, I just see all these like high school people and uh, all my uni- past uni mates. They were like seeing my things and liking my posts. And I was like, holy, like I just, I just, yeah, I just felt like, I didn't care that much anymore because I felt like I've, I've, I'm confident in myself. But I just think like people over there at that time, I mean, people are really like supportive now, actually. Like those past friends and uni mates, they actually like my poise after six years. Maybe they saw a transformation in me. Yeah. So yeah, it's been an interesting journey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think you definitely learn that as you go as well. Because yeah, you could have started off like, you know, at the beginning of anything new, all of us are nervous of how it's going to turn out. Like we might, I might not have told my friends in the beginning, some people, because I I was thinking, what if this doesn't work out? Then I would embarrass mm. myself in front of everybody. Oh, yeah. I was so embarrassed. Like I was like, it has to work. Otherwise, I'm going to be like. I'm going to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was. Yeah, it's like a very tricky thing, isn't it? Like navigating that. But I feel like it really has to come from within first. I I really think that if you have some sense of self-worth, it will push you closer to your goals. Yeah. So just for all the people listening, you don't have to feel 100% worthy, 100% confident to start something new. It is taking yourself slowly to that place, but starting with some degree of that just to get you moving. Yes, and take scary action. Yeah. Like trust yourself to take scary action and it will build up evidence in your head that you got this, that you did it. You already did it. So what else can you accomplish more? You know? Yeah, the small steps. Yeah, I love that. What's one piece of advice that you would give to other women who are trying to feel more confident in themselves, whether it's with family or advocating for themselves at work or in their friendship groups, or meeting new people, what's one piece of advice to help them feel more confident? Honestly, I was just going to say you have to read this book. <laughs> but, we'll leave uh, that in the show notes. Yes, it's so, it's so, so good. But I think the one piece of advice would be just doing a lot of reflection and inner work and uncovering negative beliefs about yourself of why you're not worthy you know really asking yourself why do I feel so unconfident why do I feel so unworthy and just really 
having that time to journal and to write all these things down because it's so difficult to like come in terms with yourself sometimes but I feel like that's a starting point you know really going deep doing journaling I'm sure that you might have some journaling prompts to share but yeah really identifying why you're feeling this way and visualize what would happen if you feel the opposite way and taking the action and trying to find some things that you can do to help you get there and also be very very patient with yourself I feel like when I first started out in that whole self-development journey when I was so depressed with so much anxiety I was so impatient I tried one thing and I'm still shit like I'm not good enough. Like, see, I'm, I told you I'm not good enough, you know? Like, that's a place of self-hatred. You have to come in a place of self-compassion and just giving yourself the patience and space for you to explore and telling yourself it's okay to make mistakes. Yeah. Thank you for that piece of advice. <laughs> that's okay. Where can our listeners find you? So you can find me on Instagram called New Gen Social. So it's N-E-W-G-E-N social s-o-c-i-a-l i'll link that in the show notes thank you thank you so much for sharing your experience and your journey with self-worth and self-confidence because i'm sure a lot of people would resonate thanks ben and thanks for having me and thanks for being so patient with me (laughs) yeah i really appreciate you and all you've done i feel like you're offering such a valuable and amazing service and coaching to a lot of second generation women who don't even realize they need it but they really do because yeah I feel like only when you get to the other side you will really understand but if you don't just do it because it will help you join me for a cozy getaway to the blue mountains the calm retreat is where you can surround yourself in nature and other amazing women who are also second-guessing where they are in life right now. Let's build meaningful connections with ourselves and be more intentional about our lives. For more details, head to kindofheart.com retreat or check out the link in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Such a big topic and... Okay, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was okay, but... Right now, I (laughs) starts from within because because (laughs) yeah yeah it all starts from within. (laughs) This is this is us in the afternoon. We've already worked so hard today. (laughs) Sorry. Oh no, we both had our moments. It's fine. Oh my god, my leg was itchy. I was scratching it halfway, and then the itch was getting too much, and I couldn't say anything. Well, I didn't notice. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for your your what? <laughs> oh my gosh. 